Very often when on this program, we look at clips from congressional hearings, particularly clips of Republican members of Congress who have an inflated sense of self-importance and ego trying to make themselves look like they are smart and well prepared. It's merely disaster porn. And what I mean by that is it's not particularly instructive. It's sort of like, wow, they looked really dumb, but there's not that much to learn from it today. I have a very different example for you that is extraordinarily instructive, and we're going to link it actually to this recent uh, report on the origins or oranges of covid from the Department of Energy. But before I even do that, let's talk about what we're talking about. A radical and repugnant Republican Congressman Matt Gates was called out yesterday in real time for citing Chinese propaganda. Now, what happens here is extraordinarily instructive with regard to confirmation bias and not only the willingness, but the eagerness of these right wingers to accept any source uncritically if it confirms what they already believe. So let's take a look at this clip. This was a moment during the House Armed Services Committee where Matt Gates tried to sort of gotcha Colin Call, who's the U.S. Defense Undersecretary for Policy, and talk about the Azov Battalion getting access to American weapons. Uh, Colin Call says, I don't have any evidence of that. And Matt Gates says, well, what about this? And it turns out that it is overt Chinese propaganda. You will also notice if you're watching this clip that some of the folks sitting in the audience really seem to be enjoying this. Okay, so let's take a look and then we'll talk about it. Is the Azov Battalion getting access to U.S. weapons? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, um, but if you have information, uh, I see consent to enter into the record. The Global Times investigative report that uh, indicate that talks about training. It's uh, from the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab, uh, citing the Azov Battalion was even getting stuff as far back as 2018. Without objection, so ordered. Any reason to disagree with that assessment? Dr. Is this the I'm sorry, is this the Global Times from China? No, this is. Well, that's what you read. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Would that be a reason? Uh, I, you... I, as a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda. Well, no, no. Yeah, but just value. tell me if the, if the allegation is true or false. I mean, uh, it... I don't have any evidence one way or okay. the other. As a general matter, I don't take Beijing's propaganda at face value. Oh, fair, God. fair enough. I would agree with that assessment. April. <laughs> the Global Times, OK, is a daily tabloid newspaper published under the auspices of the Chinese Communist Party's flagship paper, the People's Daily. It is overtly Chinese propaganda. Now, a, a tabloid Chinese propaganda newspaper might occasionally publish things that are true, but understand that Matt Gates doesn't actually care about that. Matt Gates didn't have any idea that he was repeating overt Chinese propaganda there. And the the sort of story of the day here um, is confirmation bias. Now, OK, Matt Gates probably later went and yelled at whatever staffer put that in his package of stuff for the day and said, I'm being ridiculed the, the country over for what I just did. And, and somebody's going to somebody is, is going to be fired or going to be uh, admonished for it. But 
if you look at the clip, you can tell not only does Matt Gates not know anything about the source, he doesn't care about the source. And this is a perfect example of how the modern Republican Party, the MAGA people, etc., they embrace any source that tells them what they want to hear or what they already believe. And they don't care about the validity uh, of the source. The analogy here is the Department of Energy report on covid origins. We talked about this extensively yesterday on the bonus show, oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Yeah. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. And we made an incredible amount of money on yesterday's bonus show talking about this. The Department of Energy put out a report about the origins of covid and says our assessment is it was an accidental leak from a lab in China. And in the report, the Department of Energy says this is a low confidence assessment and it's based on not super reliable and very limited uh, evidence. And all of a sudden, the same right wingers who for three years have been saying, I don't trust anything the government tells us about the origins of covid. Now they trust a Department of Energy assessment about the origins of covid. Why is the Department of Energy even assessing this? Well, that's that's a fair question. But the, the real point is they are now uncritically accepting a government report about the origins of covid after saying for years you couldn't trust government reports about the origins of covid. Why? Because it happens to be a report admittedly low confidence, admittedly with with sketchy and limited data that confirms what they already believe. And that's what this is fundamentally all about. One other. This is like a bonus clip from yesterday's hearing. Here is friend of the show, Eric Swalwell, slamming Matt Gates for bringing to the hearing someone he met at a gun club who had been charged with killing a family member in April of 2019. This isn't a joke. OK, this is this is where we are today. Take a look. One of the very first committees, the very first committee hearing of this Congress, Mr. Gates, after we all agreed on what the committee's plan was going to be, it was going to be voice voted, everyone agreed, Mr. Gates wanted to offer an amendment to say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's great. Every single person on our side supported that. Now, I don't think he really genuinely cares about saying the Pledge of Allegiance, but he wanted to do it again to own the libs and to see if we would vote against it. We didn't. But who did he bring in here to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Right. Who did he parade in here in a uniform? Somebody that he met at a gun club, he said, locally. Okay, Mr. Cicilline had the crazy idea that maybe we should vet the people who come in here, make sure they're not insurrectionists. <laughs> Mr. McClintock, I am not kidding you. Mr. McClintock said, well, it's not like we're going to invite somebody who committed murder. No, he literally said that. It's not like we're going to invite somebody who committed murder. Okay, well, who did Mr. Gates bring? He brought Corey Beekman. Corey Beekman in 2019 was in a standoff with the Michigan police after he was arrested and charged with murder, assault with intent to commit murder and two counts of felony firearm possession. (laughs) The family of the victims said Mr. Gates doing that, it was like getting a dagger stuck in our heart again. We were infuriated when we first saw it. I was disgusted with the whole thing. That's why there's a trust deficit here. You pull off a public stunt to try and own the libs, and what you did was you brought in a guy who allegedly shot two people and killed one of them. 
Yep. So a very, very bad day yesterday for Matt Gates, And this is exactly what we expected with Republicans controlling the House of Representatives. Humiliation after embarrassment, after humiliation, after embarrassment. And they are certainly not disappointing. Michael Knowles, on whose program I have appeared, now wants to ban transgender ism. This is the latest in the confused and uh, uh, quite frankly, delusionally, delusionally obsessed anti trans right wing. They have seized on the idea that they are going to get attention by just being obsessed about trans. And Matt Walsh is essentially just known for being anti trans. And he's gotten great um, uh, publicity from it and great attention. And so now a lot of these other right wing hangers on are uh, trying to mirror that and saying, you know, if I just talk about trans people all the time, I'm going to get attention and right wingers who don't know any better will will contribute and it'll be great and I'll make money from it. So here is Michael Knowles and his new thing is we just need to ban transgenderism, ban it. Speaking of the law as a teacher, yeah, great new law in Kansas. Kansas has become the first state to. By the way, what is it about like the tapping of the paper that is so pompous and pretentious? I don't know what it is about that. I'll play it for you again. Great new law, great new law there. Taps the paper. Something about that is just really annoying. Speaking of the law as a teacher, great new law in Kansas. (laughs) Spiffy. Kansas has become the first state to pass a bill that defines woman as someone who is biologically born female. Mm. That's it. That's what a woman is, which means that this will ban men and we will ban men who identify as transgender women from using single sex areas designated for women. It's called the Women's Bill of Rights. Right. It was approved by legislators. Twenty six. Very powerful civil rights proposal to 10 on Thursday. Only Republican support there. And the bill defines a female as someone, quote, whose biological reproductive system is developed to, to produce ova. Uh oh, who's but now we're getting that's going to be a problem developed to produce ova. While male refers to anyone whose reproductive system, quote, is developed to fertilize the ova of a female. This is a beautiful bill because <laughs> it, Why? it doesn't just say don't trans the kids. It doesn't just say wait till eight to introduce kids to transgenderism in schools. Once they turn nine, that's fine. It doesn't just say only minors can't. It's, it bans transgenderism for all practical purposes in the state, for everybody. And it has to. In order for women to have the right to have their own bathrooms, you have to ban transgenderism entirely. Ban it. You can't just ban it for the kids. It's got to be entirely. While you're at it, you should ban racism too. In order for women to be able to have their own locker rooms at the gym, you have to ban transgenderism entirely. Ban it. In order to protect businesses from having to participate in weird. Businesses must be protected from trans people. Occult sexual rituals like the transgender transition. You have to ban transgenderism entirely. Ban it. Okay. As you can see, conservative, it's not even uh, I I reflexively use the term conservative, but it's really extremist radical rhetoric, extremist radical right wing rhetoric against trans people is at bloodthirsty levels. Every 
How boring is it to just be a gay man anymore? And what I mean by that tongue in cheek, of course, is the they have moved on completely. They rarely cared about lesbians. It used to be all about trans men. Uh, I'm sorry, about gay men. Now it is all piled on to being in a bloodthirsty way anti trans. Now, of course, reasonable people would say, how do you how do you ban transgenderism? You can't ban transgenderism any more than you can ban homosexuality. That being said, what they're talking about is criminalizing specific acts or um, behaviors or or, uh, um, (laughs) norms, I guess you would say. And we know about the horrifying history of that. If we look at that in history beyond just sexual orientation and gender identity. Now, of course, there's this whole related thing when you talk about how you live versus what you feel and acts versus all this stuff. There's this idea of one of the dangers of transgenderism is people might fake being trans either so they can get into the women's bathroom and then photograph or whatever, you know, things that are already against the law. Um, But when you zoom out and you look at the level of bloodthirsty viciousness against the trans community right now, why on earth would anyone fake being trans, given how horribly trans people are being treated and the level of stigma against them? Now, you know, I'm right there with you in saying might someone experiencing strife in their life, wrongly come to believe for a period that being in the wrong uh, gendered body um, is what's causing them the problem. And then those people might explore that and then go, oh, you know what? This wasn't the issue. Actually, the issue was something else. And they move beyond it. Sure. Right wingers love to talk about it and say, you know, there's all these people who they, they come out as trans, but then they go back to living uh, 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 as the same gender that they were um, that matches their uh, genitalia, I think is the way they like to say. Okay, fine. Right. I mean, so so like somebody might wrongly, for whatever reason, think maybe this is the issue and then it's not. But the idea of the people faking being trans in order to do all of these devious things like get into bathrooms, everybody wants to get into bathrooms and locker rooms. It's absurd. Now, of course, with the whole banning thing, the way this is defined, What happens if a woman's reproductive organs were not properly developed by this definition? It sounds like that she's not a woman. Oh, well, that's an exception. What if you're born intersex? Oh, well, that's also an exception. Oh, so we have exceptions. What makes those exceptions any more legitimate than those who have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria? It's just at that point, it's just arbitrary. And um, we saw a a similar thing when the gun control debate was about, well, you should just be able to have all all arms. Oh, well, like what about a shoulder mounted RPG or well, no, not that. Oh, so you are okay drawing the line and making exceptions. So now it's just a question of which exceptions do you consider valid versus which ones do I consider valid? And many of these right wing arguments go down that path. So disgusting stuff from Michael Knowles, not surprising. We'll have all of these clips on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the David Pakman show. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel, folks, please. We just closed out February, February or February. I don't care. Okay, however you want to say it. More than three million people who are not subscribed to the YouTube channel watched our videos. To you folks, 
hit the subscribe button. It won't hurt you in any way. It won't bite you. It won't do anything to you other than affirm to YouTube that you like what we're doing. And then they'll recommend our content to more people. That's youtube.com slash the David Pakman show. One of our sponsors is Zipix nicotine toothpicks. Don't you think it's time you stopped putting smoke and vape oils in your lungs? Zipix toothpicks are a convenient way to curb the nicotine cravings. Zipix toothpicks are super discreet. You can use them anytime, anywhere. Smoking and vaping aren't allowed, including flights, sporting events in restaurants. They're available in six different flavors with options of two and three milligrams of nicotine. If you're not a nicotine user, Zipix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks. Zipix has already helped tens of thousands of customers ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vapes. They might be able to help you too. If you're a smoker or a vapor, give Zipix toothpicks a try. Your lungs will thank you. Go to zipixtoothpicks.com today. Save 10% with the code PACMAN10 at checkout. Just remember, you must be 21 or older to order. That's Z-I-P-P-I-X toothpicks.com. Use promo code PACMAN10 at checkout for 10% off. That's PACMAN10. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, Viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. It's a new year. Many of us are trying to make new positive changes. Here's something really simple that could be a game changer. Our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Every day I take a scoop of AG1. I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients to last me all day long. This way, I just know my nutritional bases are covered for the entire day. It has everything I want. And that's important to me. Rather than doing the individual supplements and vitamins or whatever, I don't want to do any of that. Okay. AG1 is the simplest way to just get everything I want for my nutritional foundation each day. AG1 is also a great bang for your buck. You're going to end up spending way more on all those bottles of vitamins and supplements and minerals. So save some money, make your life easier. Just a scoop of AG1. I love the travel packs, which let me take AG1 wherever I go. I have the big pack of AG1 at home. And when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman, 
you'll get five free travel packs plus a free year supply of vitamin D, which I use during the winter. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. I'm genuinely glad to see that more people are sounding the alarm about the danger that Ron DeSantis or as some know him, wrong DeSantis uh, poses to American democracy. You know, I've been talking about this for a long time and former guest on this program, expert on fascism, Ruth Ben Ghiat in response to Jeb Bush endorsing Ron DeSantis, despite DeSantis not even being a candidate at the time, Ruth Ben-Ghiat tweeted, quote, Ron DeSantis will destroy our democracy with deadly precision. I cannot emphasize enough how dangerous he is. So Ruth clearly comes down on the side of what I've been saying for a year now. DeSantis is bad, but the real danger is that he's less incompetent than Trump and thus is far more likely if he becomes president to successfully implement a lot of these horrible and disastrous ideas. And increasingly, the proof is in looking at what he has done in Florida for the last couple of years. Now, in a later segment, we're going to deal with this in a sort of different way, but sort of like as a reminder, what exactly is it that DeSantis has, quote, succeeded at doing in Florida? The don't say gay bill, the entire anti woke feud with Disney, disturbingly authoritarian business freedom, except when we don't like what the business is doing, when we don't like the opinion of your business, the plan to overhaul the board of trustees at the historically liberal new college of Florida with six new handpicked conservative members chilling when it comes to what supposed small government conservatives want to do in putting their hands right into the specifics of what higher uh, uh, learning institutions, higher education institutions are doing, trying to manipulate and control what is in that um, advanced placement black history course that became the subject of much controversy a few weeks ago. But the core of all of this is that Trump and DeSantis are both sort of wannabe authoritarians. Trump gets easily distracted and is very incompetent. So through a sort of like adult ADHD where he ends up just watching the TV in the back of the room and his incompetence, he doesn't end up getting that much done. And so many of Donald Trump's failings, in a sense, were from just kind of not paying attention. Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, is far less likely to be ineffective for those reasons. The January 6th insurrection, had it been run by DeSantis, would have had a greater chance of succeeding. Not a guarantee it would have succeeded, probably still would not have, but it certainly would have had more of a shot. Trump also does a lot of things because he wants his base to like him and his interest, Trump's interest in a lot of the things he thinks of doing is geared around. I think my base will like this and I think people will praise me for it. DeSantis genuinely seems to have like a culture war delusion that he has to win. And as we've talked about, being a true believer in a sense makes you more dangerous. Now, I want to then add another caveat because this DeSantis is a complicated guy. DeSantis is not a dumb guy in the way that Trump is kind of dim. And part of me wonders whether DeSantis really believes any of it personally. But as long as he's committed to it because it's what he believes he has to do for political expediency and to succeed, 
he is still a true believer that it's what he should do, even if personally he thinks a lot of these things are kind of dumb ideas. So the big hope against DeSantis and the dangers that he poses uh, basically comes down to his complete and total lack of charisma. And we're going to look at some examples of that in a moment. His complete and utter lack of charisma might make him ill suited to actually defeat Donald Trump in the national campaign that we seem to be barreling towards, even though DeSantis hasn't officially announced anything yet. It is genuinely tough to find a less charismatic person than Ron DeSantis, at least among the people in the major spotlight right now. So that's Ruth Ben-Ghiat accurately concerned about the threat that DeSantis poses to democracy. Let's now see what Ron DeSantis has been up to in this growing civil war against Donald Trump. This might truly be the most interesting Republican primary that I have ever been involved in covering by far, even more than 2016. We now have video of Ron DeSantis on the Fox News program hosted by Jesse Waters. And Jesse Waters brings up to DeSantis Trump's increasingly frequent uh, and unhinged attacks against him. And for now, DeSantis's approach has been to take the high road. I don't know that that will work. But that has been DeSantis's approach so far. Let's take a look at how DeSantis responded yesterday when confronted with the recent comments of Donald Trump. All right. Well, former President Donald Trump definitely thinking about you. Uh, you haven't said a lot. Uh, I know you've heard what he said. And you, you can see this collision is coming, can't you? Yeah. Well, look, Jesse, I mean, you know, he used to say how great of a governor I was. And then I win a big victory. And all of a sudden, you know, he had different opinions. And so you could take that for what it's worth. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think one of the reasons I've been successful as governor uh, is I don't really pay attention to a lot of the background noise. I mean, you know, he's obviously a, a big, a big fish, but I get attacked all the time from right. every different angle. And you either put points on the board or you don't. And so I just focus on delivering the wins. And I think we've done a pretty good job of uh, following through on our promises. So this is super interesting. There's two interesting things here. One is this is the first willingness we're really seeing from DeSantis to actually go at Trump. Now, you might say, David, that's very light. All he's saying is Trump used to praise DeSantis and now he doesn't. Yeah, right. But that's one of the big things that Trump does. And Trump doesn't like being called out for it, which is he he doesn't praise or criticize people based on whether he genuinely thinks they're doing a good job or not. He praises or criticizes people based on how they treat Trump and whether what they're doing is useful to Trump. So first thing there that DeSantis is doing is calling out Trump's hypocrisy and how Trump's opinion of people just wavers based on what's good for Trump. Secondly, the other uh, uh, interesting thing here that we are seeing uh, is that DeSantis is starting to lay the groundwork for approaching this campaign from the perspective of Trump's just like another guy. And he even says in there, I get attacked all the time. And while he concedes Trump's a big fish, he is basically suggesting Trump is no different in any serious way than everybody else who attacks him. And Trump doesn't see himself as being like everybody else. Trump wants to be exalted and held above everybody else. So DeSantis saying I get attacked all the time by all sorts of people. He's just grouping Trump in with everybody else, which Trump is not going to like. Now, in, you know, DeSantis talks about his wins. And I mentioned this in the last segment a little bit. Florida, a 12th highest in covid death rate per capita. 
It's completely mediocre in terms of crime. It's right in the middle, completely mediocre on health care, completely mediocre on infrastructure. Not one of the worst, nowhere near the best. You know, it's sort of like Florida. We're way better than Mississippi and Arkansas on all of these metrics, but we're nowhere near New York or Massachusetts or Connecticut on any of this stuff. And I like Florida as a place to go, but it's not like they have a great record for DeSantis to actually write home about. His accomplishments are things that are virtue signals. As I mentioned before, you know, the banning CRT, we're going to have wrestling matches really early in covid because we, we, we want to and taking control of Disney because it went woke, the anti woke act that don't say gay bill. That's the sort of thing that DeSantis is known for. One other funny moment from this interview. It really seemed like Jesse Waters for a moment thought DeSantis was going to announce his run on his program. Didn't happen. I mean, you're obviously running for president. You got the book. You're going around the country doing these events. I mean, what's going on here, I'll Governor? Tell you what, I have. I've got uh, well, I'm proud of I'm proud of what we've done in Florida. A lot of people ask me how you do it. Yeah, but I've got over the next few months, uh, I've got a big legislative session. We just want a big reelection victory. I made a lot of promises. We're going to deliver on those promises. So uh, finish reading the book. I'm happy to come back and discuss <laughs> that with you. But I'd like to come back over the next three months and discuss a lot of these legislative wins that we're having. <laughs> For example, so we're going to make sure our universities are free. So now he's just going to talk about something else. He, he doesn't actually want to address uh, the uh, presidency thing. From this DEI ideology, and that's going to be a great bill to be able to sign here coming up very soon. All right. Well, former President Donald Trump definitely thinking about you. OK, so then we get into the, the thing we looked at before. OK, so DeSantis is not ready to announce yet. He's starting to criticize Trump. But there's something even more interesting that the DeSantis uh, <laughs> campaign the DeSantis administration did. Let's talk about that next. Uh, Ron DeSantis had a book event and he had all the Trump supporters kicked out. Is this free speech? Is this inclusiveness? Is this a big tent party? This is one of my absolute favorite things this week. Extremist Laura Loomer, who I think very little of, she went with a bunch of Trump people to a a DeSantis event in Leesburg, Florida. It was a book event, books a million. And the Trump people were kicked out by security because the DeSantis people said they've got to go. Now, remember, DeSantis isn't even running. Trump's not DeSantis's opponent in any official sense right now. And in addition to that, Trump did endorse DeSantis for governor, albeit pretty half heartedly. So it's wild that this is going on. Take a look at this video of security telling Laura Loomer and all of the Trump people, the DeSantis people are kicking you out. And they were in that line with the party. Yes. Why? Because. Because of what you're wearing? Because they told me to say anybody wearing Trump has to go right now. Oh, I mean, listen, all these people are nuts. But anybody wearing Trump has to go right now is whacked stuff. This isn't like, you know, if you try to go to a if Ron DeSantis declares that he's running and a bunch of people try to get into the rally with Trump signs, obviously they're going to take the Trump signs and probably kick you out. That's a political rally. This is not a political rally. This is a very different thing. And they're still kicking these people out. 
speech. You're on your assignment. Free speech. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I have to call LPD now. Okay, he's got to call the police now. And then there's another clip here where the security guy even seems to say to these folks, you're acting like the far left. It's it's crazy what is happening. But the big story is Trump supporters kicked out. DeSantis doesn't want Trump supporters there. Here we go. Uh Oh. Oh, boy. Looks like our clip froze here. Let's see if we can reset here and get it going, because this is a critical clip. Are you acting like the far left? Because we're acting like the far left trying to get Trump elected. Yeah, well, you're acting like the far left. You, you're trying acting, to get Trump elected. Brilliant security guard. Huh? Same way. Trying to get Trump elected. Trying to get Trump elected is the far left. Yes. Trying to get Trump elected is the far left. Listen, I am a Trump supporter. Well, but technically, got- technically, you shouldn't be over there then. I'm doing my job, dude. So, and so are we. So right. are we. How crazy is this American right wing movement? Just people. Everybody's brain is just has been replaced with mayonnaise. But so your are own we. Pri- private property, you need to leave. So, so, okay. Sir, sir, can I ask you a question? You heard, you heard what he said. He said that DeSantis's people told them that anybody who's wearing a Trump hat shirt, anything, anything Trump, they have to leave. So we're, you know, Governor DeSantis likes to pretend like he's a governor in favor of free speech, right? <laughs> yeah. he, talk, he talks a big talk, but really he allows for elections to be stolen by big tech. And now. All right. Anyway, so they're, they're going into those criticisms. Um, and then here's one more clip of the same. Uh, listen, guy, uh, the security guard supports Trump, but he's just doing his job. DeSantis people are in there saying, let me come out to tell you guys not to be here, why he's here. Right, signing I the thought book. that Governor DeSantis was uh, like, he always talks about how he's in favor of free speech. Like, we have a First Amendment right to be here to rally and support of President Trump. Right. You do. Right. So, but not uh, now. so that, <laughs> that's so great. You do have that right. But I'm suspending that right as regards to this parking lot while Ron DeSantis is in there signing, signing books. Oh, my God. This is going to be an insane primary. So not exactly for, I guess, uh, the speech of these people uh, out in the parking lot, even not even inside the event. DeSantis just doesn't want to see them. Um, and this is uh, I, I get it. DeSantis wants the book signing to be about him rather than about Trump. But when Trump is supposedly a political ally who endorsed you and who support you welcomed and all of this stuff, uh, kicking all of these people out is pretty wild. So we'll have all of these clips on our Instagram. You can search Instagram for David Pakman show. And if you're interested in getting these clips in Spanish for your Spanish speaking friends and relatives, Go to davidpackman.com slash Spanish. Make sure you're subscribed to the Spanish channel. One of our sponsors is private Internet access. Most apps and websites send tons of your personal information to tech companies and data brokers based on your IP address. They have a disturbingly accurate understanding of who you are and what you do online, even when you're using incognito mode. But you can put an end to it by using a VPN. The only one I use is private Internet access because it's the only VPN that is proven in court multiple times. They are not logging your activity. Their no log practices are even independently audited by Deloitte. Private Internet access also hides your activity from your Internet service provider, who is also usually logging everything you do online. Private Internet access is also lightning fast for downloads and streaming content normally only available in other countries. Private Internet access couldn't be more simple. 
Take a second to download it. Turn it on. That's it. You don't need to know anything about computers. Go to piavpn.com slash David to get 83% off. That's only 203 a month and you'll get four months free. The link is in the podcast notes. Imagine for a second that you try logging into your email account only to find that your password was changed an hour ago and then you get notifications of activity from your bank and then your credit cards. That is what identity theft is like. And it's a horrible feeling. And we dealt with it at the show not that long ago. But now I have an app called Aura which gives me much more peace of mind. Our sponsor Aura is the all in one solution for keeping your online account safe because Aura will scan the dark web for your personal info, password, social security number, and you get fast alerts when they find something. You also get fast alerts about credit inquiries. Aura protects all of your devices from malware. Aura even requests the removal of your info from data broker sites and Aura helps you manage what your kids can do on their devices. You can restrict certain apps, set screen time limits, set focus times when you need them off of devices. Go to Aura.com slash Pacman to try it free for seven days. Your login credentials might already be floating around out there and Aura will tell you instantly for free. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman to try Aura for free. The link is in the podcast notes. So I know that Donald Trump is pretending like Ron DeSantis has no chance to beat him in a primary. And I think it's quite possible that Ron DeSantis can't beat Trump in a primary. But I don't believe for a second that Trump's not worried. Trump is posting almost daily about Ron DeSantis on Truth Social, which we will get to a little bit later. But Trump actually seems so panicked about DeSantis that he is lying, lying uncontrollably about him all the time. Simple, easily to disprove lies. Here is a clip from Trump yesterday on Sebastian Gorka's show. If you're not up to speed on this program, I forgive you. It's not exactly uh, the (laughs) this show is not exactly on the vanguard of political analysis. But in any case, in just a few seconds, Trump tells multiple lies about DeSantis while ignoring the fact that the things which he is accusing Ron DeSantis of, he actually did himself. I won't even tell you what they are. Let's see if you can pick them up here. Well, thank you very much. It's nice. And we do have we have such incredible spirit and love out there. Mm. You see that in these polls. You know, you have people, they start and everybody thinks they're wonderful. I mean, look, Ron, who I know well, he tried to cut Social Security. He wanted to bring the minimum age to 70 or above. He wanted to cut Medicare. You know, that's not when people hear that, they're not going to be voting for him. Okay. There are so many lies in there already. So so there's two parts to this. First of all, Trump proposed cutting Medicare and Social Security every year he was in office, either through the budgets that he submitted, which you can say, well, that's a political document. It wasn't the budget that was okay, but it's the budget Trump submitted. Trump's budget proposal would have cut Medicare and Social Security. And Trump also said if we win the payroll tax will be rescinded. That's how you fund Social Security and Medicare. There is no way to get rid of the funding source for all of Social Security and Medicare and not to cut Social Security and Medicare. Can't do it. It's impossible. So Trump proposed multiple different ways 
that would lead to cuts to Social Security and Medicare. But Trump says, well, DeSantis proposed cutting it. I'm not a defender of Ron DeSantis, but it's not really true that Ron DeSantis did that. What DeSantis did do three times, okay, 2013, 2014, and 2015, DeSantis voted in favor of Republican study committee budget resolutions, which, if they passed, were non binding and wouldn't actually have been cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Now, you can say, well, his intention was to. Fine. It's an exaggeration given Trump's background with cutting Social Security and Medicare. Uh, let, let's watch a little more of this delusional clip. And he's certainly not going to win in a general election, but he's you, you're not going to win the Republican primary, in my opinion, either. He wants to cut Social Security. That's not that's not good. And numerous times, you know, he's a disciple of Paul Ryan and Paul Ryan is the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> he destroyed Romney. Mitt Romney could have won that race, but Paul Ryan was a disaster as a pick. That was the wheelchair over the cliff, if you remember, the famous wheelchair yes. over the cliff, which is what they Oh, they stung them with. And it was very hard for them to get away from it. They didn't get away from it. Right. So, you know, there's a lot. There's a tremendous amount of love out there. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. I would- it's all love, as you can imagine. Um, one more clip from this interview. Here is uh, someone proposing that instead of Ron, Ron DeSanctimonious, Trump instead referred to DeSantis as Ron Destablishment, which is <laughs> Man, what a, what a primary we're up against here. We'll, we'll talk about the next election and uh, your uh, comments on uh, ballot harvesting. But uh, yeah. you made quite We a... need to get to those incisive comments about ballot, ballot harvesting now three years out. Of news on Truth Social and uh, on your recent uh, rallies Central. with your new nickname for the governor of Florida, Ron DeSanctimonious. Uh, Mr. G, <laughs> somebody else has come up with a, a, another nickname. What, what is the nickname you have for us, Jeff? It's got to be Ron Establishment, Mr. President, Ron Establishment. Um, what do you think of that? That's not bad. I've, I've heard worse. You know, they came out with lots of different names. Meatball, I didn't like that one too much. But uh, they came out with a lot of different names. And that's not bad. I've heard of worse. Yeah. All right. So Trump is workshopping uh, other nicknames for wrong DeSanctus. Um, there he is just telling lies and he'll continue to tell those lies for as long as he's allowed to do it. At some point, maybe Ron DeSantis will take it head on and say, it's not true. Your budgets actually sought to cut uh, Social Security and Medicare for the time being. DeSantis isn't running, so he's not taking it on from a policy perspective. All right. Let's now move from the Sebastian Gorka program to Troth Central. Trump on his social media platform melting down because Fox News is spreading Ron DeSantis propaganda. Now, I'll be honest, Fox News is spreading Ron DeSantis propaganda. Trump's not wrong about that. What's funny is he doesn't seem to get that Fox News's priority here is to maintain access to power, whoever ends up holding the power. And so, yes, Fox News does seem to have a preference for DeSantis, but they're not going to abandon Trump. If Trump wins the first couple of primaries, Fox News will be back to Trump and eating out of his hand. That's all Fox cares about. Uh, Here is uh, what Trump posted to Truth Social saying, quote, Fox News is promoting Ron DeSantis so hard and so much that there's not much time left for real news. There was never real news on Fox, but okay. Reminds me of 2016 when they were pushing Jeb the new Fox poll, which have always been purposely terrible for me, 
has Trump crushing desanctimonious, but they barely show it. Instead, they go with losers like Karl Rove, Paul Ryan, and now even Jesper, who have been wrong about everything. Isn't there a big, beautiful capital N network which wants to do well and make a fortune besides fake news? Now, as a reminder, here's the promo. This is unabashed Ron DeSantis propaganda. Here's a promo for the show Fox did. Fox Nation's hit docu-series is back. Who is Ron DeSantis? We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida (laughs) is where woke goes to die. He was in the Middle East advising SEAL Team 1. To advise them, you have to be the best of the best. He's a good man. He's a good husband. He's a good father. Is this Ron DeSantis' opportunity to run for higher office? I think it is. Who is Ron DeSantis? Streaming now. Yeah, this is the epitome of uh, of newstainment, right? I mean, this is this is not meant to be informative. This is supposed to be entertaining to the Fox News audience, and it is overt propaganda. So Trump isn't wrong to be posting about that. Lastly, Trump then posting uh, about polls. Uh, Trump crushes DeSantis in Fox News poll. And again, it is not untrue when you look at the polling data right now, when you have multi-way polls, meaning Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo and whoever else Trump does quite well when it is Trump versus DeSantis head on, it is much less good for Donald Trump. And so Trump is not wrong about that. We are going to continue following the polling. But most importantly, we are going to continue following the growing civil war within the Republican Party related to this. CPAC starts tonight, the conservative political action conference. It's going to be a pretty low end CPAC because CPAC's organizer, Matt Schlapp, has been accused of groping a male staffer uh, despite being anti-gay personally. And this seems to have led to a lot of no's for people who have been invited to CPAC. We are going to start our live coverage of CPAC tonight on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. So I hope you will tune into that. And my curiosity about this year's CPAC, this year's first CPAC, they seem to do it five times a year now, is going to be do they take any kind of overt position on the 2024 Republican primary? Does CPAC remain overtly pro-Trump? Does CPAC become agnostic? Do they pretend there is no primary going on? Is it just up to whoever speaks? One of the opponents of Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, whose campaign is not exactly launched with much fanfare, he is actually going to be a speaker at CPAC. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to see. It will be live starting tonight on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. I hope you will join me. And remember, you can get it all, truly get it all. On the main YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the David Pakman show. If you are not yet subscribed, please subscribe, folks. This is my Jeb Bush please clap moment. Please subscribe. One of our sponsors is Paired, the app for couples. Every day, Paired gives you and your partner questions, quizzes, games to have fun, to stay connected, to deepen your conversations and get to know each other better. What's great about it is you don't even have to be in the same room, especially with the baby right now. My girlfriend and I are quite busy and paired really helped us to stay connected. You get a daily question to answer. You can't see your partner's answer until you answer yourself and their questions about everything, relationship, life, intimacy, other things. And all of the exercises were developed by academic psychologists and expert relationship therapists as well. 
questions like what makes you feel lucky in your relationship? Great when you want to remember and have gratitude, really great thing. What's an activity you could try together this month actually gets people thinking about things to do. It can go in really funny directions as well, but it just always feels like time well spent. Head over to paired.com slash Pacman for a seven day free trial and 25% off a subscription. That's P A I R E D.com slash Pacman to try it free for a week and get 25% off. The link is in the podcast notes. We talked a couple of weeks ago about this kind of sad downfall of Bill Maher, a guy who I generally used to like and still think has valuable insights on some issues. I have a really great illustration that was sent to me by a viewer yesterday about where Bill Maher really has gone off the rails. And this is a clip from an interview he just did with Jake Tapper from CNN. Bill Maher has been sort of anti woke and that he's been arguing against wokeness and saying that this aspect of the left is is bad. And, you know, to the extent that the left goes too far with identity politics or whatever the case may be, you can find no bigger critic than me. When I find an element of the left that I don't like, I call it out. And there are sometimes some consequences to it. Some in my audience don't like me doing it. Uh, but I try to make those call outs proportional to how significant these things are within the left. Fine. Bill Maher is asked, what is woke? And he spits out a word salad. It's like a chop chop. It's like a confetti salad. The ones where you it's almost like little tiny bits. It makes no sense. He says things that aren't true. And this clip is really a microcosm of everything that has gone wrong with Bill Maher. Take a look at this. And wokeness. Like, how do you define wokeness? Because I hear people use the term all the time, and it means something different to to everybody. Well, again, yeah. I think it's this collection of ideas that uh, are not building on liberalism, but very often undoing it. I mean, five years ago, I, I, Abraham Lincoln was not a controversial figure among liberals. We liked him. <laughs> now they take his name off schools and tear down his statues. Really. Okay, neither of those things are happening. So. Bill Maher is asked to define woke and he says it's anti-liberal stuff like the left taking down statues of Abe Lincoln and renaming schools named after Abe Lincoln. I spent a while researching whether those things were happening. There is one example of an Abe Lincoln statue that was taken down and it was a really weird statue in Boston where there was like the, a black man weeping at the feet of Abraham Lincoln. And, and it's a really weird vibe. OK, um, it's been a controversial statue for a while. It doesn't actually have anything to do with the recent statue debate. And it was removed and it was a really weird statue. But statues of Abe Lincoln are not being removed. There is no effort to remove Abe Lincoln statues. You might be able to find one person who went to some town hall meeting and said we should get rid of an Abe Lincoln statue, but there's no actual effort going on to remove them. They're not being removed. There's this one weird one with a black man weeping at the feet of Abe Lincoln. That's it, it just doesn't really make sense in 2023. So that's very deceptive. And then number two, Abe Lincoln's name is being removed from schools. I have not found a single example of Abe Lincoln's name being removed from schools. What I found was a story from January of 2021 where San Francisco said we might rename like all the schools from the era during which there was slavery. And that included one named after Lincoln. It didn't happen. Okay, they kept the name. 
So one school might have been renamed and it wasn't. So so far. His two examples of what wokeness is are things that are not happening. Lincoln isn't good enough for you. Um, you know, five, 10 years ago, bedrock liberalism was we are striving to be a colorblind society where we don't see race. Uh-huh. Um, of course, we see it, but it doesn't matter. That's not what woke is. Woke is something very different. It's it's identity. It's we see it all the time. It's always the most important thing. OK, so listen, as far as identity politics goes, I'm critical of identity politics on the left. But the identity politics is overwhelmingly on the right. Does it exist on the left? Sure. I've called it out. For example, when the Women's March said that Jewish women are not intersectional enough to be on the leadership because they're really just privileged white women, I thought that that was the left doing identity politics in a way that is disgusting and destructive. And I called it out. When these things happen, I call them out. But look at the identity politics happening on the left. Christians are oppressed. White people are oppressed. Nikki Haley, why are you running? Well, I'm not going to tell you anything I disagree with Trump on, but I'm younger. I'm a woman and I'm Indian. That's that's identity politics. And I don't hear any of these anti woke leftists calling it out. I would respect Bill Maher way more if he said I'm against identity politics anywhere I see it. And here's a couple of examples of it on the left. It's always vaguely said the woke identity politics. Give us specific examples and I will be right there with you in criticizing them. But you've got to point out that the identity politics cudgel is being used by the right when the identity politics is overwhelmingly coming from them. I would like to I would like to see Bill Maher take that approach as opposed to this word salad definition of woke. I don't think that's liberalism. I mean, I could mention so many issues like that. Um, I remember doing um, that uh, show on HBO, uh, Comic Relief for the Homeless. And the idea then, again, among liberals, I thought was, you know, for the sake of compassion, can we get these people off the streets? So they remember the question was, what is woke? A roof over their heads. And now it's like, how dare you <laughs> try to move the homeless? This is where they live. It's like, again, you, you change the definitions and then you say, I'm more conservative. I believe what I've always believed. Now, that's true. <laughs> OK, so the, uh, as I pointed out a couple weeks ago, a lot of the Bill Maher stuff, like the kind of anti-vax and you know, things like this, it's not actually new. The difference is that the environment has become a more welcoming one for these ideas of Bill Maher's. And so they're, they're getting more attention. But Bill Maher's been doing a lot of this routine for a very long time. So check out my video on YouTube called They Don't Even Know What Woke Means. I explain more about this inability to define woke. Uh, but now Bill Maher asks for a definition, mentions two things about Abe Lincoln that aren't true, and then vaguely mentions identity politics and a comedy special that he once did. Not hugely compelling stuff. Candace Owens wants to bring back a form of eugenics where you breed children to be better at math the way you might breed a dog to be more or less aggressive or have different coloring on its fur. This is absolutely and utterly insane stuff. 
Is it Nazi stuff? Is it not? I mean, you you tell me here is Candace Owens explaining the South Koreans are breeding for math skills. We should have a breeding program. So, yes, it is correct to say that these dogs were bred to fight. They were bred to attack and they were bred to kill over many, many years. And the question of whether or not breeding works, of course it does. The question of whether or not Darwinism is real, of course it is. You can breed for height. You can breed for intelligence. You can breed for stupid. If you there's something about the use of the word breeding that is like extremely icky. Really want to. Right. Obviously, this can take place. You can breed for athleticism. We see examples of this all the time. But it's important to note that just because you are bred in one way or the other does not mean that you are locked into that permanent state. Right. So right now, uh, the most mathematically capable people in the world are Koreans. It doesn't mean that Koreans are forever going to be the most mathematically capable people in the world. We could start breeding Americans to be better at math. We could start doing what they do over in Korea. Um, or we could not. Well, you mean having education that works? And we can remain probably the dumbest mathematical country in the world. Okay. So the, 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 I don't know that the funny is the right word, but the ironic thing here is Candace has almost got it. She's, she's almost got it. You don't have to breed children for math. Just educate them, educate the people that we have now. Why wait to have a multi-generational breeding program for math? Educate people now. We could better fund education, which she's against. Many of her cohort want to eliminate the Department of Energy. Many of her cohort want to teach creationism in science class along the theory of evolution. They are doing the dumbing down. They want to get rid of a whole bunch of books. They want to require things be in the curriculum that aren't going to make anybody better at math. She's against all of that stuff. We should be better at math. We also shouldn't be teaching creationism in science class. And, you know, she goes to the South Koreans are bred to be good at math. It is widely um, studied that there are a number of Asian cultures that focus on and emphasize scholastic excellence among their young. When schools are well-funded and well-supported and teachers are appropriately paid and they can, that allows the attraction of better teachers to the job. They're against all of the stuff breed. It's like she's going eugenics where what you need to do is you need to fund education. And it's the similar sort of thing when you know some some of these folks they uh they they like to talk about um you know what actually I don't even need to give other examples. Th- these these really stand on their own. She's almost got it. Why aren't we creating an environment in which students are better at math? Well, a lot of it is not about genetics. It's about her movement saying do all of these things, which weakens education. And and it's. It's frustrating to see that she's so close, but the narrow worldview won't let her realize, oh, wait, maybe like all the stuff I say about defunding public schools isn't going to get us to what we need. Um, I don't know that she's ready to, to deal with that, but she's of the mindset of we've got a problem. Let's let's use eugenics to fix it. We don't have to wait that long. We can fix it right now with education. 
We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Here is yet another caller thinking it's time for me to get corrected about the vaccine. Listen to this. Hey, David, listening to your show now, boy, you are doing some major backpedaling on what you are guilty of with regards to the vaccine. I'm backpedaling. Well, that sounds interesting. Let's see if the voicemail explains in what way I'm backpedaling. And how intolerant you were the entire time of any real debate, any open dialogue, any scientific inquiry for anything other than the vaccine. Even now, you're just telling, oh, vitamin D is good for everything, guys. Like, that's bullshit, David. Go back in your own tapes. I've been saying all along the same thing about vitamin D. And you can hear you you say, anybody who says you need vitamin D is an anti-vaxxer. Literally never said it. Should be shut down, should be canceled. That was you. My my suggestion to you uh, to... Well, my suggestion to you is to criticize me for things I've actually said, sir. Kind of repair your credibility. Yeah. Is play us some clips of some stuff that you played in 2020, 2021. You know, let's hear it. Let's hear you get on. Say, see what I said here? I'm being a reasonable. So listen, there has been no backpedaling. Let's take these things one at a time. Let's first talk about the vaccine. The first vaccine tailored to the original covid variant, very effective at preventing infection and transmission. It was a really good vaccine, not only at keeping you out of the hospital and alive if you got covid, but it was a good vaccine at preventing you from getting covid at all. As the virus changed and the vaccine started to be modified to keep up with it, the vaccines became less and less and less effective at preventing infection. I at no point said anything other than that to the point where now the vaccine really is about keeping you alive and keeping you out of the hospital. It is not a vaccine that is preventing infection at this point in time. I hope we can get to one that does. At no point have I backpedaled and at no point have I made a claim about that that didn't match what was actually happening in the real world. As far as vitamin D, vitamin D, uh, zinc, vitamin C, ivermectin, uh, hydroxychloroquine. We looked at all of these things. And my approach early was we don't have evidence right now that these things prevent covid or our treatments for covid. As we gained evidence, we learned, okay, ivermectin doesn't work. We've now we have a good test. We we have a good trial and it doesn't work. Hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Vitamin C and zinc don't seem to do anything to shorten the duration. Vitamin D does seem like it is generally good for fighting off infections. All along from the very beginning, I said to everybody in my audience, I supplement my vitamin D in the winter months, even if it doesn't do anything to prevent or help you get over covid specifically. It is a good thing to maintain an adequate level of vitamin D. And that continues to be what I say. There has been no backpedaling whatsoever. So please criticize me for things I've said. 
Sometimes people criticize me for things other hosts have said, and they're like, oh, I actually heard that on a different show, but I guess it was David. I don't know if it's an honest mistake. Apology accepted. I know you're not going to apologize, sir, but uh, there has been no backpedaling. Thank you very much. We are going to talk on the bonus show today about the latest on student loan debt relief. We are going to talk about Iowa legislators proposing a ban on same sex marriage. I know it's 2023. This is not a show from from 2013. It's 2023. That's what they're proposing. Let's ban same sex marriage. And we will talk about the post office buying almost 10,000 electric vehicles and 14,000 charging stations. Very interesting stuff. All of it on today's bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com and get instant access. 